I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Danita. Oh, this one's going to be, I don't even know what to say about it. It is going to be really revealing, I guess. Ooh, la la la. (laughs) Ooh, la la la. I la la. Let's see. Inner work, inner journeys, lots of this stuff. I get a lot of questions about this. Like, what does this even mean? Danita. Where are you journeying to? <laughs> like, I mean, I know you actually physically journey around the world. I get that. But like, we're talking a journey on the inside. That's right. And so like, I love the external journey. I love going out, traveling, doing all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of weird. But lately, my favorite has been the inner travels, the inner journeys, where it goes and how it takes us to different places that exist within our body and our mind and our nervous system. And we access the subconscious and it takes us to some places that we don't often want to see. We keep them hidden or suppressed or we ignore them because they are too difficult and too painful. And sometimes the journeys can be like joyful. Like you can remember like really amazing experiences will bring you like a lightness, a feeling of hope in your chest, but often the intent of inner work Uh, In particular, the inner work that I have been doing in relation to like core wounds and core beliefs will take you somewhere dark. And a lot of people don't want to explore the dark or learn about the shadow or really feel it because it is fucking scary. Any questions so far about inner journeys? Right away, I thought the idea of preparing and having an intention and being ready to feel or heal is similar to EMDR, right? Or brain spotting. So it's like, okay, so you're already into the situation and this is just an added layer of, I mean, there's so many studies done. This is like, we know trials are happening right now to seeing how this helps mental health in endless ways. Studies know that it's good for you. Does someone have to have gone through therapy, EMDR, brain spotting, like to then take this inner journey, Danita? How does someone know that they're able to do so? One, I think you have to ask yourself, are you ready? I mean, and then if you're going to do psychedelic experience with a therapist in Canada, you are going to, not underground, but overground. And then, I mean, depends if you're going to Costa Rica or Mexico for your experience. It depends on what you're doing. Like, where are you going for your experience and for your journey? But in Canada, for example, if you're going to go with a therapist, you'll go through a set of questions and they'll ask you things and they'll check your level of preparedness and they'll they'll kind of walk you through that and assess that. Now, if you're going down to Mexico or Costa Rica and you're going to go to a ceremony, it's more of a free-for-all or can be, but you can also go down with the intention of working with someone and your preparation can be a few hours 
It can be just like, what's your intention? How deep do you want to go? What are you hoping for? Really setting the tone for the journey. That can also be what you're doing. You could do different core wounds. You know me, I love the core wounds. (laughs) Just this past June, I actually went for a heart opening ceremony. My intention was to see my children as children and love them the best that I can. Like just to really love our relationship, to see them for who they are and not who I want them to be. At the same point of that, I was going through a lot of physical stuff. I felt like I had an emotional attachment to parasites in my body. I was also like, I want to see the purpose that they are serving. So during this journey, I wanted kind of both. And I actually felt like they were really related. I went on this journey and it was six hours. At one point during this journey, I was just purging the emotions that were connected to the parasites and the feelings and the body sensations and the somatic response I'd always had, the purpose that they were serving. And the purpose that they were serving was that they gave me an excuse. If I couldn't do something or if I felt something was wrong with me, they were my fallback. Oh, well, I'm not feeling good because the parasites are my body. Now, these parasites have been, I've been a host from over a decade. I just purged. And now this is something you cannot control. I can completely surrendered and my body just started purging and I purged and I purged and I purged for like over 30 minutes. And I didn't know it it had lasted this long. It was actually the woman that was sitting with me that shared with me afterwards. Like (laughs) she she asked if I was okay. Like if my stomach hurt because I purged for so long, I could just feel it all just coming out of my body. The next one was that all of a sudden I just started doing like heart opening sit-ups. I just did sit-ups. I can't even describe it. Like with my heart open for 45 minutes. No way. That's another reason. She's like, you like, are your abs okay? <laughs> You're in this space and there isn't a lot of control. So now I'm in the inner journey on this one. I have an eye mask on. So to explain what it looks like, you're laying on a bed, like a really comfortable position. You have a blanket. So it's very important to have the setting to be really comfortable somewhere that you feel really safe. And so the scene was like the ocean in front of me. There was the jungle around me. I had my headphones on. As soon as I lift up the eye mask, you become a part of like the external world and your journey then starts taking external elements. Whereas when the eye mask is down, it's completely internal. And so you do have an element of potential change or shift if you need to. But that's also why your sitter is there. So the sitter is there to offer you what you need. For example, she offered me on three different times different things. One time I was completely started panicking, like couldn't catch my breath. And so she came over to me and she just said, find one spot on your body that feels completely neutral and just focus on that for a moment. So then I focused on my big toe because it was completely neutral. And then she said, do you want to go back into your journey or do you want to feel your big toe? And I said, I want to go back into my journey and I want to feel it. And she's like, great, go ahead. So she was checking in on me to see like if I could handle what was going on. And then the other one was I was like thrashing around on the bed. And in my moment, I felt really alone, like inside. I don't know if I said it out loud or what the experience was, but she just came and she sat with her back to me so I could feel her so that I knew that I was not alone. But then I was still very much in my own journey. It wasn't like I was looking for someone else to help me out of that. I do feel like I needed to feel everything about being alone. And then the last one was I had to go to the bathroom. So she helped me go to the bathroom. And this was a six-hour journey. That is tremendous amount of time to feel the feels, be in your internal journey or external if if you lifted the eye mask. 
what happens near the end? Is it sort of, does it like dissipate? Like I was reading a New York Times article here that says when you do microdose, like in a clinical environment, you take, they'll take maybe five to 10% of a full dose of a psychedelic at most. It's almost like we know it's going to last X number of hours. We know you're going to come out of it at a certain time. Can you talk about that? The sitter or the person that you're working with will generally know a time frame. Each psychedelic has a general time frame in connection to a dose and to your body weight and all that kind of stuff. So that's all figured out beforehand. I actually did it, one of them, in a group setting. And so there were six of us. In general, we all came out around the same time. Like each person has how they're going to metabolize and and experience and how much they want to stay in it, how long they want to stay in it, how long they just want to rest after, all that kind of stuff. The timeline was very similar. The six hours felt like 15 minutes. That's wild. Like, I mean, I knew it was six hours, but I actually now when I think about it, I'm like, well, like 15 minutes. I don't know. There was a lot of really hard stuff that came up into it. That was like, oh my gosh, do I want to see this? Okay, I do, I do, I do. I'm going to I'm going to go and I'm going to like explore it. But that was part of my preparation. Like I knew that I wanted to go in there and I wanted to see these things. And I wanted to release them. I wanted that release. I didn't know what it was going to look like, and I truly didn't know where it was going to take me. So much of the stuff surprised me that came up in a good way, in a way, <laughs> in a kind of like, whoa, I hadn't I had no idea. Like I had no idea that that was there or that was held there. I've had a, another experience where things have been terrifying like terrifying. Oh, good. Please share. I had a vision and then the vision physically attacked me. There's a a long story associated with it, but it was a vision of a bunny and the bunny represents a bunny. I know it's so cute, but the bunny represented something. It actually represented the outward smile I have on my face, but what I feel on the inside is completely different. Oh, interesting. The bunny then came at me and I can't even tell you it turned into like this ferocious demon and attacked me and attacked the side of my body and like ripped half my heart out and my the side of my body. And I felt physical pain for over an hour afterwards. Oh, man. I know. It was terrifying. That whole thing. I was like, do I come out of this or do I stay? Like, what do I do? And I was like, no, I want to see this. I want to see this bunny. I want to see this fucking bunny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so then I like, get this bunny out here. (laughs) I faced the bunny. It was huge. It was huge. I felt like powerful afterwards that I didn't need to be afraid of this and that I could just share who I am and be truly who I am and not mask and not pretend. I could never have imagined that this would be a bunny giving me this, you know, (laughs) (laughs) this message. The bunny came from a picture that I have of me with my cousin and my sister when I was about five and how I actually did not want to do anything that we were doing at all. But I was smiling so big in the picture. Where did I hold that in my body? I truly believe I held it in my heart and the the left side of my body. That's where you felt the pain too, right? And that's where I felt the pain. There's a lot. Those experiences, and I mean, there's so much research happening. Well, you're living the experience, which is good. I mean, you're living these experiences to see the benefit. And which is so great because Didita gets to test it. That if it works, that I do. Thank you, Didita. Truly, I appreciate it. It's like your experiences and what you go through. From the very beginning, every single thing that you stand by, train on, or help clients with is something that you've lived yourself. And I so appreciate that. I would never work with someone in something that I've never done myself. The knowledge that I have, if I've never done it, I would find it difficult to guide someone in that inner work, inner journey. 
anyways, that is what inner work is and can be. And there's so many different ways to do it. And again, I have to stress is that the music, the music that you use is can be so powerful. And it is what is powerful in connection to your ceremony and your inner work. And that plant medicines aren't necessary to take you there. When on plant medicine journeys, the music will take you back there without the medicine. But that music is really important. Danita, look at you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to like, I need a minute to sit with all this. I really appreciate you sharing your experience. Bunnies or no bunnies. If anyone has questions about this type of stuff, you can ask me. Don't just go into your garage and grab some mushrooms and say, Danita said this would be a good plan. Seek professional help. Thank you. I love you, Danita. Thank you for sharing. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. Or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.